forgot to turn on my lightsaber behind me. Oh, well. <laughs> That's no lightsaber, bro. Dang it. Is Garza Whip around? We are uh, live. Look at all the people in the chat. Hold on. Let's uh, let's see these wonderful faces. Um, I, how did I end up on that side again? Let's bring oh, myself no. over here. Make me dizzy. Very nice. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Scarif Live tonight. And um, look at all those wonderful <laughs> people in the chat. Uh, wow. This is great. This is like I don't know. This it definitely there's a lot of buttons here, so it's it's almost like we're we're on the uh, Millennium Falcon, and I'm like trying to pull levers. Don't hit the red buttons. No don't one hit hits the red yeah. buttons. Exactly. But I wanted to welcome everybody to uh, our little chat today. This is going to be a special show. You know what? They're all special, but this one is extra special. I want to welcome folks to Scarif Live, where we endeavor to entertain you with great tidings and news from a galaxy far, far away, and the occasional shenanigans from the world of nerd culture. I am known as Roe with my taste, my tasty. I was reading this. It says <laughs> my tasty scuttlebutt team, my trusty scuttlebutt team. Not I to be like tasty. I kind of like tasty. Yeah, I, I bet you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Brad, Mr. Brad and Shanti, how are you guys? Already I'm gonna change my name to Tasty. I'm gonna back back out. And <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. You know, the uh, the the chat is uh, looking good here. We got used and abused pod, Lunar Girl, our wonderful moderator, R2 the Icky Dragon Buddy. Thank you guys for coming, and uh, Megan. Love that you're here. Thank you so much for coming. I know you were uh, really excited to, uh, to for tonight's show. Uh, who else is in here? Andrew, the science fictionary. What is up, my friends? Love you guys. Thank you very much. Nicole, thank you, uh, everyone, for joining us tonight. Um, before we start, you know, we, we, uh, we want to thank a couple of new YouTube subscribers. I know we are on YouTube, uh, but we've got Matuin, Naomi Ford, Blue Harvest Toys, Delicious, D23, Ezzy, underscore, John Tag, which we uh, we had him on the show uh, yeah, a oh, couple of weeks ago. So nice. uh, awesome. Film Grouch, Anthony Gonzalez, relation? No, no. All right. There's many of, there's many of us. Yeah, exactly. There's more <laughs> they of have us. To be related. <laughs> Josh uh, Qualls or Quails. I, I did. I'm not sure if I wrote it uh, incorrectly here. Um, and our friend Hectalorian uh, did a nice little subscribe. Thank you very much, Keely Chow. And Casey O'Connor, thank you very much for subscribing uh, to the YouTube. Make sure that you have our little alert bell going on because uh, Saturday night we are here every night talking about whatever it is that we're talking about on Scarif Live. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, how are you guys today? Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet you. I bet See what you, you did? Uh, yep. Well, we, like I was telling you earlier, we have a really special show. I'm really excited. Uh, you guys know my love for everything behind the scenes. It's why I love Star Wars. It's why I love movies. I fell in love with the creativity of uh, the uh, men and women at ILM uh, doing models and makeup and spaceships and all that wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, I almost lost a finger uh, in the uh, backyard of my house growing up because uh, I, you know, I, we were blowing up some TIE fighters in the back uh, in the backyard. Um, but I think, you know, that, that's what puts hair on your chest. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you say so. I do say so. OK. <laughs> well, Shanti, well, did you ever blow up anything in your backyard or is that just a boy thing? Are you talking? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? I almost burned our dining room table down in my house when I was a teenager playing <laughs> well, with candles, right. and I there love fireworks. Go. So there you go. Yeah, I'm the pyro in the family. So you're a pyro. Got it. Right. Absolutely. Excellent. 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 So, um, Emmy award-winning makeup designer. Mm. He's been around the block working some shows that you might recognize and movies we've all heard of. I got a. <laughs> I was looking through that list and it just kept on going. X-Men, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, John Carter, Terminator, Salvation, Benjamin Button, various Star Treks, The Abyss, and the list goes on and on. It really did go on and on. I'm like, where does this stop? And then commercials and movies and web series and all this wonderful stuff that he has done. Um, but uh, let's, uh, let's bring him out, Brian Sipe. Makeup designer, thank you very much, Brian, for joining us tonight. How are you? Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Thanks. 
That is fantastic. Uh, first of all, you know, uh, before we started, uh, obviously, we uh, let you know how excited we are. You know, I'm really in love with the art of everything that goes on behind the scenes. Obviously, we've seen, um, you know, the, the Disney galleries that uh, the Disney puts out um, after the shows. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful, um, you know, environment for creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, first, right off the bat, uh, you know, what were your beginnings, your inspirations and how you got into uh, makeup design? Um, well, let's see, I grew up in the Northwest. Um, and, you know, I think growing up, I don't know, uh, i gravitated towards you know the godzilla movies the king kong movies um you know any of the monster movies they used to play on like you know creep theater saturday night something like that um and there was a year that i um my parents got me uh there was a, a pressman's a dick smith kit you know and, you know because i i you know it, it seemed to think that i liked that stuff and i did so i started making rudimentary you know prosthetics um and then 1981, 82, I think when the, the remake of The Thing came out, um, John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, I saw that movie and I was just blown away by that movie, even more so than like the other, you know, than even like American Werewolf or The Howling. I mean, there was a stuff that was coming out, but The Thing, I think, really captured me. Um, and this was back in the day of videotape. So you would rent the videotape and incur charges for overdue and late because I would just hang on to it. Um, Please be kind, rewind. Yes, I rewound. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but uh, one time, uh, my dad used to travel a lot for work, and he was going through an airport and went into the, the newsstand, and uh, he saw a magazine that had the crab head, the Norse crab head on it with. Rob Bottin on the cover, and he was like, I think that's the thing that, you know, from the movie, bought the magazine for me. And I remember just like going to that magazine, the article that they had on the thing talked about what they did, how they did it. Um, and then this artist, Mike Plug, did like these little cartoon drawings of like, you know, people pushing rods or, you know, doing something just like, you know, nothing that made sense, but it just kind of like, oh, this is a job. This spark spark something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, people can do this. People do do this. Um, I can too. So um, that's kind of uh, where I started. And then it was, you know, uh, Friday the 13th. I'm, like, I'm going through all the movies, getting all the magazines and, you know, and buying the materials and practicing in the garage. Yeah, that's uh, I I always think that's fascinating. You know, obviously, I I was personally inspired by Star Wars and and like I mentioned, but I, I find it fascinating that movies um, have such power to be able to influence you know young kids, uh, you know, growing up, whatever it is that they're watching, whether it's you know horror or science fiction or, or drama just going into the various fields that movies kind of take you in. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's not like a one-stop shop where it's like, okay, I'm an accountant and I do this, you know, movies, you've got writers, you've got costume, you know, designers, makeup designers. It's just an incredible field to kind of get into it. Just, it's all encompassing. And, you know, there really is no I in, uh, in, in the word team when it comes to making movies, it's really, uh, for me, it's a wonderful process. Right. Right. It is. And, and, you know, you can, it's really fantastic when, you know, all the teams gel, sure. um, you, know, <laughs> you know, usually, you know, in this artistic world, you know, somebody's going to want to try and talk a little louder. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like on, you know, there were a few years ago when CG started to really kind of come in, everybody was like, oh no, oh no, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're doomed, you know, they're going to start taking over the jobs, but it seems like everything's just, you know, exploded into more and more and more work, you know, and if you get a, a visual effects producer like Richard Bluff from Mandalorian uh, and his team that see the value in both and it's like, okay, you guys build that to this point and we're going to take it over from here. And, you know, it, it's, we'll get the, the interaction, we'll get everything that we need. Um, it's great when you, when you can kind of, you know, b- both run happily into the field holding hands. And we'll, we're going to ask you a little bit about how that marriage works in a little bit, but uh, I think Brad had a question for you. 
Yeah. So, so what is the progression like getting into this as a career? Was it uh, sort of a natural, or did you, or was there a jump that you made at some point? And was there anybody along the way that said, "Hey, you're crazy for wanting to do this as a career"? And you know, how did that happen? Um, let's see. My folks, you know, my parents—they really wanted me to get into computers. Um, my dad was into computers, uh, and you know, I mean, he saw that as the future, which you know, he, he was right. Um, you know, I sat behind a computer and, and I just, I would fall asleep. I would literally fall asleep, could not learn code or, you know, any of that basic stuff. And, uh, I was just more tactile. I could use my hands and, um, I'm not necessarily, you know, tremendously artistic, but, um, I, I know how to make things and get things done. I, gr I grew up actually, I guess my dad, uh, you know, we had like a wood shop in the barn. I grew up in the Northwest on a farm. And I would be out there building stuff, you know, building a box or building nunchucks, you know, I would lay them and laid out my first pair of nunchucks that way. Um, so I was kind of creating, you know, uh, envisioning something and then making it happen. Um, I think I totally got off track from what that question was supposed to be about, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and repeat the question, please. <laughs> yeah. So, what 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 is the progression like uh, taking this from from hobby to career? Yeah, it's it can be really hard. You know, um, at the time that I nineteen eighty five January of eighty five is when I drove from Oregon to California. Um, I went to a makeup school briefly, and you know, luckily, I think I hit LA right before like the, the huge tsunami of makeup schools and then more and more and more, and more students. Um, uh, so I was able to meet a lot of the core group of people that are still, you know, uh, going strong in the business today. Um, we all kind of came up together. I mean, there's, there's, they're the masters, they're the grandfathers, then the masters, you know, from Dick Smith and Rick Baker, Botine, uh, you know, Steve Johnson, Greg Cannon. I mean, they're, they're, there are all these people that kind of um, pioneered the way. Um, and I was on this wave of people that kind of came, I think, rode in behind them. And uh, it's it, it's hard because you really have to show all of your chops. I mean, you need to be uh, somewhat artistic. You need to be able to listen. You need to be able to you know move fast. You need to be able to work long hours. I mean, it really is a thing of, of passion. Um, and if you don't, if you don't have that, and if you just think like, ah, it's going to be a cool job and I'll make lots of money, then it's, it's not going to be fulfilling at all, you know, uh, because, you know, at, at the time that you're going on your 36th hour and, you know, 12th, you know, six shot coffee, you, you know, you're making about a dollar fifty an hour, <laughs> you know, right, and uh, right. you know, based on the day's rate, and uh, it's it's just it's just got to be passionate. Sure, and you know, speaking of fulfillment and passion, I mean, you know, you um, tell us a little bit about your studio. You have uh, Gamut Studios, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know that obviously, again, I, I'm always fascinated with stories like that. You know um coming up from learning about george lucas and francis ford coppola and american zoetrope you know that kind of inspired me to start a production company in 94 which i'm still running um and it's it, it's fascinating to me that not only do movies inspire you to do something with your life career-wise but you know we're, it's kind of a, an entrepreneurship where uh, you know, folks like you start studios and start um, these businesses that allow you to to dive deeper into yeah. the realm of, of what you love to do. Um, how did that get started? I, I mean, or, organically, it just kind of just, it just happens because, you know, when you, when you're doing this, you want to do it for somebody, you want to do it for a project, you sure. know, and whether you're looking at the back of, I don't even think they have drama log anymore, you, you know, or Craigslist and just, just trying to find a project to work on. Um, when you're just starting out and you're trying to get your foot in the door, you're just trying to build your portfolio um, and hopefully build it, you know, on somebody else's dime instead of your own. Um, but, uh, you know, you're always, I mean, we're always practicing. We're always working in the garage. You know, we've got, like, everyone's got a little garage studio um, and they're always working. And it's, um, you know, when, 
when me and my friends were coming up, we would work our nine to fives. And then after work, we would come home, grab some food, go in the garage and work until midnight, go to sleep. And it was just kind of like, that's what started. And that's, that's the cycle. Um, come Friday, it was the weekend. You can stay up all night and work. And, you know, and then you can just yeah. keep going and go, you know, and then, and then start again on Monday. Um, I think it's what a lot of us did. Um, and the, you know, again, the passion, you know, it's just like, we, what are you going to be doing Friday night? You're going to go out partying or are you going to stay home and practice, right. you know, uh, be ready, you know, practicing and, and being ready for that opportunity. When it comes up, you can, you know, Hey, can you do that? Yes, I can. I surely can do that. And then be, you know, confident and proud that you can say you can do it. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of people, um, don't find well this this is kind of a generalization but i think you know the 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 adage of practice makes perfect uh, makes perfect sense mm -hmm. um especially uh you know again getting into you know my inspiration mm -hmm. i tried to learn as much as i could you know editing and camera work and photography and composition and all that stuff because when somebody asks you to do something and wants to pay you can you do it your answer should be able to be you know, confidently, yes, I can. So I think practice, you know, especially for young folks that need to hear that, um, practice does make perfect and it makes perfect sense to practice. Sure. I think that's great. To take that one one further, I would also somehow work into it poetically and um, make it rhyme, is uh, <laughs> don't take the job if you can't do it. Yes. You know, you gotta be really honest with yourself uh, and honest with the people that want to hire you and pay you money or give them, you know, some guys working on his passion project and he's scraped up a thousand dollars to do something, you know, don't waste his money. Don't waste his time. Um, I, I think that's, that's actually more of a bigger problem uh, in, in my industry where people, they, they kind of fluff up their, 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 their abilities to a point where they, they think they're a lot better than they are. Um, you know, and it doesn't mean that you can't try. I mean, you should try, but you have to be really honest with, yourself especially and everybody that yeah okay i can think i can do that i'll go watch some youtubes and i'll come right back you know and um you know i'm sure i can then you know uh, as, as long as they know that i think you know everybody's safe and i think of the creative industry you know it's it's kind of a small world and people will, will remember especially if you screw up a project people will remember mm -hmm. people will talk and it's just that kind of community obviously being in the free being a freelance photographer yeah, myself yeah you know, you're not going to get that phone call if you screw up the last job. Sure, sure. You know, and it's, um, yeah, it is. We're all freelance to a point, you know, I mean, really, to all points, you know, it's just it's running gun to the next one. Um, yeah. And, you know, at, at, you know, that's why, you know, you know, you start a studio, you start your own thing so that you can kind of it's it's creating your own thing, knowing that, you know, hopefully you, you still want to work for, you know, like the Rick Bakers or the Stan Winston, you know, legacy or something like that because they're not, they're working on the big projects, you know, and how many, you know, uh, vampire movies can you work on um, or zombie, you know, short, it's, uh, you know, it's incredible. They, they keep coming out, but um, it's, uh, you know, everybody wants to create their voice, kind of show what they can mm -hmm. do. And that's where their own studios kind of come from. Um, yeah. Whether it turns into something additionally financial, you know, it's great. Um, it's just a, a vehicle vehicle for us to be seen. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I have a question. Um, with all the projects that you've done, and then, of course, having your own studio, uh, or is there a specific project that you remember doing that was that you were the most proud of and then the one that maybe you were the least proud of? Where <laughs> <laughs> it was just a complete disaster? Because <laughs> I'm sure not every scenario is perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you know, there certainly aren't a lot of perfect scenarios. Um, it's hard to pinpoint any particular one that I'm most proud of. I think, I think you, because even like going through it, I don't know. I was talking to uh, an intern at the studio or that I'm working at right now. And, you know, one of the things she was in charge of doing a gag and um, it's like, okay, you're good. You're done like that. Just, yep it's done I'm like okay um i think you could take it further you know <laughs> take it further make it better you know and she's you know how can i do that you know and it's like well i can think of about three things but i need you to think of those first 
Um, and then let's, you know, we'll talk and, you know, go think about it, come back, let's talk because, you know, there are some ways that we can make this better. We can make the, some ways to make this so that it's, you know, we can apply it faster. We can do a reset faster for take two. You know, we need to be thinking about all of these things. Um, you know, it's like always keep everything alive and um, don't stop working about it. Don't stop thinking about it. Even when you've shot it, you know, I mean, I still, I still have stuff that's been in my head because I know four months from now, another job is going to come up. It'll be something similar. And I've already worked out all my, you know, things that I didn't like about that one. I'm going to make it that much better. Um, so it's just kind of like a, a different way of, I guess, submerging yourself into this craft. You, you know, I mentioned earlier, you've been around the block for many, many years. You've got uh, so many projects under your belt. Um, are there any really early projects of yours that the Brian Sipe of 2022 might look at and say, mm, you probably could have done a little. <laughs> so, you know what? I mean, sure. I mean, uh, I, I think number one on the IMDb is kind of funny, but um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, what? There's, there's a makeup that myself and another guy, uh, Dave Barton, we made for Steve Johnson's for Pet Cemetery 2. And it was the, uh, the makeup on Jared Rushton, you know, he was like the motorcycle mangling his face. Um, and it was a foam, foam latex makeup that we built at Steve's and it was ungodly how long it took us to apply that makeup. Um, I think it was like 10 hours or something like that. It was ridiculous. I look back now at that. The 2022 looks back and go like, wow, you, you blew it. <laughs> I mean, that at best is, you know, it's like an hour and a half makeup. Um, and, and how we were able to stretch it out to, to yeah. something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Um, you know, but that's like one of those things where you like just, okay, how, you know, how, how would I make that better? How would I, you know, how, where did that fail? Um, it's a good makeup, you know, it was, it was really fun, but, but, you know, when we were getting up at midnight mm -hmm. and working so that he could be ready at, you know, 10, 11 the next day, kind of torturing and stupid um looking back at it now you know I, I, <laughs> that's ridiculous but wow. um you know uh but, but i mean there, there's you know to go back to shanti for a second there's i mean I've, I've been really fortunate to work on a lot of great pro projects um and you know nice big high profile projects that you know that again opportunity came um, you know, Legacy Effects actually started me on part of that with, you know, getting, uh, having, having sent me to uh, deal with X-Men, um, you know, redesign, helping redesign Mystique's makeup. Uh, and so that was, you know, the ability to say yes when the question was asked. Sure. And um, those were all pretty fun. I mean, there, 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 are, there are moments and there are characters that I, I'm, I'm I'm proud of maybe more so than a project. Mm -hmm. um, one maybe because I feel like we hit the mark. One that we made the fans happy, um, and uh, yeah. We have some controversy in the in the chat. They they think that they heard you wrong. Ten hours in the makeup chair. That's a yeah, long time. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I I don't think I could do that. I, I don't think I could duplicate that even if I tried. Um, and it's such a terrible thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> do you find the process to be easier now, now that we're in 2022 and things have kind of advanced or do you still have projects that are, that, you know, still take hours to do? Uh, it, it depends. I mean, sometimes I don't know if the, the materials or, you know, processing, there's always going to be things that, um, change the dynamics, you know, I mean, like for the most part, everything that I do is going to be very similar, but Mm, that person has sensitive skin. You can't use those materials anymore. Oh, or, okay. you know, this, you know, this has to happen in under, under an hour, you know, because of whatever reason, you know, so we, we've, you know, you get different, you know, bookends to like try and fit what we do into. Um, and I think that's where the challenge comes in. Um, you know, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's different. Sure. 
So talk, talking about these projects that you've been involved in, you know, X-Men, Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously more recently, uh, Mandalorian, Book of Boba. Uh, you've worked on some pretty well-established characters in, in those project uh, in those projects. Uh, could you delve in a little bit more onto the into the process uh, of designing and, and what goes into that uh, when you sit down to you know design the makeup for for these characters? I mean, you know, usually long discussions with uh, you know our creatives, the producers, and um, you know writers, just just to try and I mean to get what they want out of it. Um, you know, talk to the actors. You know, uh, there are some actors sometimes that will have a, a good hand in it. Um, depending on the character you know i mean say you know something like drax obviously uh he was already designed you know you know when i came in and did the second movie you know david white and his team did an amazing job on that character you know i mean all everything they did in the first guardians was you know just amazing you know uh which is weird like i didn't even i remember like not seeing anything about that movie until it came out and i'm just like oh what's that big big mm. board and it's that's playing what is it i have no idea and then was just blown away when I saw it. You know, it's like every frame of you know the first movie and the second movie. It's like ninety nine percent, you know, like cool makeup, cool hair, and, and amazing, you know, fun, fun stuff. Um, but again, you know, some a team like Marvel, uh, they have their design teams that you know start the process. Uh, you know, for Apocalypse, you know, and, and X Men you know, production uh, sends us down to design and, you know, we had to follow that route to create the character. Um, it was one of the, that was one of the fun ones where I, you know, I'm the one that gets all the crap for making a, <laughs> a bad, a bad version of you. Apocalypse, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, the team, you know, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we get right to the coals a lot, you know, just because, <laughs> completely missed the mark or he looks like something from some bad power rangers or you know um you know i, I think i've heard a lot i've heard it all <laughs> we won't talk about power rangers here so sorry yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> um but at the end of the day too with, you know with that in mind and for anybody who's thinking about getting into this business or, or or any part of it is that you know we're again we're freelance artists so if somebody comes in and goes you know what I think he needs a big purple dot in the middle of his forehead. Okay. Are there yeah. are, are, are there any actors you can speak of that were a little bit more involved in this process than uh, other ones? Uh, Tomorrow, you know, was involved. I mean, you know, Favreau, I think, uh, you know, had an idea. Um, you know, he we had a lot of good time on season two to try and, you know, find that first appearance of him. Um, and, you know, he... It, it had to be good. It had to be right. Um, so we did quite a few tests, and then we did one that we thought was good. We actually had a body double. We were doing a test on body doubles, you know, before tomorrow came, and then we did it on him. And it was like, ah, "This is great. This is great." And then that call that night, I get a call. It's like, Brian, it was tomorrow. And it's like, I think we need to do it again. We need to do it one more time. We're gonna change. You know, we need to. And conversations again happen, and then we did it again, and then we kind of blew it and just kind of locked down to what what had happened. Of what we ended up doing for the show yeah interesting yeah you know i, I mentioned you've been around uh, a a while here working on all these wonderful shows and, and movies and things um you know we were before the ahsoka uh character came to life in in live action you know there was a lot of buzz like how are they going to do her What's she going to look like? Who's going to play her? You know, all these questions surrounding that character, which, you know, turned out to be a fan favorite through the animated series yeah. uh, and the movie, um, which is fantastic. So there was a lot of anticipation with what is she going to look like? Um, I remember talking to some friends about that and thinking that, you know, her look is so unique in the animated series that... Um, Everybody, I think, was afraid that she was going to look too cosplay-ish yeah, if they, yeah. they brought her out. So, obviously, fans had concerns. Um, we were also talking about uh, a marriage of prosthetics and CGI to some degree. And we're trying to figure out, well, maybe that's how they're going to bring her to life. But as, as, as someone on the front lines, can you tell us a little bit about the change in technology from when you first started 
to nowadays. You obviously mentioned CGI and how, you know, you thought, you know, I'll use Brian, uh, Phil Tippett's line, you know, I, I think we're extinct. But is, is there, um, how have you seen the technology change? I mean, greatly. I mean, there, you know, I did mention earlier about, you know, our concerns in the makeup world about some work going away, where it has happened. Um, I, we were working on a show and uh, a character had to, was going to get straight with some machine gun and it was going to get pop, 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 pop. And we were asked to build bullet hits for his chest. We had bullet hits and we had them in the show that were prepped and ready to go. And um, first AD came over and was like, okay, how long is this going to take? And I'm like, you know, well, you know, I'll go back there. I'll do it. Be 20 minutes, you know. Uh, that's too long. That's too long. That's too long. Uh, can we get any shorter? And it's like, okay, well, if I, okay, we're all three here today. We'll all just jump in. You know, we can get it down in under 10 minutes. How's that? You know, we got to walk there. <laughs> you know, and then he's just like, oh, he's got to walk all the way over there. Oh my God. I'm like, well, that's what the trailer is. And he's like, can't you bring in the stuff out here? I'm like, well, no. We just, can we just go to the trailer? <laughs> and then, you know, the digital guy steps up and he goes, it's like, I can put those in digitally later. Oh, God. And then, um, like, okay, yeah, let's do that. Moving on, let's go. And, you know, that's what they did. Um, I, I would love to know how much that cost. <laughs> versus, yeah. Versus what we had ready to go that you could have gotten camera that day. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe it's a really easy thing, but it just seems like it's done. We're done. I mean, you know, right. do another 10 minutes, really. Yeah. Um, which is when, you know, when that happened, I really that's when you know something clicked into my head where it's like you know everything we do is really have to be like at about a two and a half hour in the chair time kind of a mm -hmm. thing design a makeup that fits into this box somehow you know i mean there's going to be some that go go, go beyond um but if we go past this all the time they will find a way to make it digital um, and you know, and you know, we lose out on work. We lose out on cool, making cool things. So, um, you know, it is kind of a, yeah, it is kind of a weird thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, tech, so with the technology growing in that way, uh, it can be harmful. Um, but again, you, you know, I think there's, you know, like with Lord of the Rings, I mean, everybody, Right after Davy Jones, we were all like, oh, no, you know, <laughs> they've cracked the code and that looks so good. Right. Um, but then all of a sudden they kept, but because of the, of the advancement of CG, they could make bigger movies. They could make Lord of the Rings. They could do this. And there's like, you know, a thousand, you know, elves running around and, um, you know, and hobbits and, you know, <laughs> you know everything. So um, it's like part of a door closed, but then it opened up, you know, Another the barn door over sure. there. Yeah, we talked with, uh, you know, visual effects uh, guy, um, Yoshi Vu, and he worked on uh, The Walking Dead. And one of the things that I didn't, you know, come to mind is like some of the uh, the knives and weapons are digital mm -hmm. and the blood splat splatter is digital. And yeah. I remember in high school, you know, putting, you know, explosive blood plaques in fr in behind a T-shirt and then scaring our teachers and parents on the front porch. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but you know now, yeah, you just sit back behind a computer and you know uh, program all those things. Um, mm -hmm. But it does seem like, you know, the, the more technology is there, you know, it, it's just another tool. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad to hear that you guys are still working, and yeah. that digital yeah. is not really taking it away. It's just offering you guys another way to to help tell the story. Right. Yeah. And 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 again, it it helps us uh, and it helps them. Um, get to a place maybe they where they couldn't have you know uh in particular would be say the uh tuscan raider i can't remember what they're called the tuscan raider dogs um mm -hmm. you know in in, in book of boba you know when boba's fighting the one where it charges him and he's fighting it you know you can you know a guy could be in, in a blue screen suit and you know you could be fighting him and they could try and roto that out and then put the digital version in and um or we make head and shoulders of that puppet with mm -hmm. that you know, dog and you can interact with that fight with it drag your the rope around across the teeth and you know <laughs> cut the rope and you know run away uh it's the difference of that you know and then the again the digital team are great at that because they're just like 
build this portion, build this, you know, here's all the models. Here's, you know, they, you know, they would give us uh, you know, life-size printouts and, you know, it, uh, it was great. And um, do we need to do the legs? No, we got, we got the legs. Don't worry about the legs. <laughs> that's and, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So with all these changes, is there any part of you that's worried that these more traditional methods will become a, a forgotten art, so to speak, or will there always be a place for those in Hollywood? I think there's always going to be a place of sorts Mm -hmm. um, because I think there will always be the traditionalists that will want to keep their foot dipped into that pool. Um, But, you know, you know, we're all kind of guided by the the budget Um, and, you know, and sometimes making a cartoon is better than making, you know, cheaper than making, you know, a big, you know, Marvel blockbuster, you know, um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to say because every time you think that the door might close a little bit more, it, it, you, then all of a sudden there, you know, you're working on a project where, you know, you know, you have all these shows coming out. I mean, all these TV shows, all the Marvel TV shows, all, you know, it's just, it's amazing. Like what's being made now. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's, there's just more work. It's not like the work is being cut down. It's just because it's getting so, um, cost effective yes it's getting you know people are doing faster things you know obviously george lucas you know many years ago he tried to make star wars on the small screen you know with with tv budget it's happening now it's 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 been a wonderful renaissance of 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 star wars on the small screen um but it 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 does seem like there's uh, some sort of uh balance that has been created by introducing these new tools i mean i was in a uh, green screen, green screen studio uh, a couple of weeks ago, shooting with some stuff with uh, w- with a client, um, and you know he's on a green screen. It's an actor on a green screen, and you know the 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 3D artist puts him in a in a kitchen, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why don't we just shoot in a kitchen? <laughs> it just did, like you know, it didn't make sense. Like it it still yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. Like like initially, but you know, it's it's again, I think it's the control yeah. that the filmmaker or the in this case the commercial artist wanted you know obviously we couldn't have a sunset in you know in the window and all that stuff so there there's definitely a balance of of what do you need you know the right as as scotty says in star trek the right tool for the right job yeah yeah it it is but but i i wonder sometimes if it creates a different issue um where nobody's necessarily making up their minds right now you know, mm. I mean, they, they're able to push off so much stuff till later, um, which sometimes becomes an accounting plus and a minus. Uh, you know, it seems like seems like all I hear is about the other producers, you know, like pushing money from this budget to that budget to the you know to the post budget to whatever it's going to be. And like, okay, well, if we move that there, then I don't have to spend it now. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this budget looks better to the studio. You know, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't play that game. I I just hit it over here, um, but which is why you don't build a kitchen and then an office and then the elevator. You know, right? Uh, which you could, you sure. Know, and and why not? You know, uh, but with things like the volume, you know, and, and Mandalorian, you you've, you get a little bit of both both yeah. worlds. You know, sure. uh, if you if you if they built it right where the sets kind of melt into the screen and sure. um, yeah, seamless. And I think we've seen, you know, we we saw a lot of that, you know, obviously me having that eye, you know, I, I see, you know, OK, cool. That looks like it's like a, a set piece and then you've got the background and it's it's it's, you know, it's basically walking into a, a digital matte painting. The yeah. way they did, you know, back in the day, back in the eighties and nineties for for the Star Wars movies. Um, well, deck. I mean, you know, it's, it's like yeah, exactly. And especially with the camera tracking technology, where you know you build the environment, you load it up, and then the camera moves and the view moves with it. I think that's fascinating. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you know, even when you can say, you know, there were times when you're standing there on set, and it's really hard to figure out what where it ends and what begins um 
yeah, it was really cool. You know, and then when they started like, mm, no, you know, shifted a little bit, and then everyone, everyone kind of goes, Ooh. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, but it was also neat too, like in the uh, the opening scene of Mando when he's walking out onto the ice, you know, going to get Mithril. Um, I remember sitting there and just we were all just marveling at the digital work and you know all the igloos. And you could see things, people, you know, shadows walking behind the windows on the igloos, and the smoke was hap- coming out of the chimney. And then there's, hey, you know what? I don't know if I like that. Move that sun over there. And then it was mm. like, and then everything, everything shifted, and you know, just real time done. So those those elements are 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 real time and and live. You can actually shift the sun. It's not like a pre rendered animation that loads up into a system and then go. I, I you know what? I I don't know. You, you would have to talk to somebody. <laughs> All I know is I saw that happen. They just okay, like, gotcha. the sun. And then it moved. It, wow. It moved there. That's really cool. Um, you know, because I, I think it is, I don't, you know, I, I, I paint people's faces. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it seems like I think, the, I think the complete world is built, but it's still malleable where they can move stuff around. Move that hut over there. It's too yeah. close to the, you know, and I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Very amazing. It definitely is. Um, we had one quick question in the chat regarding um, uh, this whole deepfake technology and what you thought of it. You know, obviously, back in the day, you would make a prosthetic to make to make you look younger. You yeah. add some things uh, on the face and things like that. You know, has deepfake changed the the game when it comes to that sort of thing? I mean, I mean sure, absolutely. You know, and, and, and I'm not going to be so proud to think that, you know, I'm going to build a makeup to turn this guy that they've just hired into Mark Hamill of 1977. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. well, like this guy has, his face is a lot, you know, longer, he, you know, you know, I mean, there's so many things that are, that are different. Um, but anything that I do is really, it's wardrobe, you know, it's, 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 it's everything else that we can do to an actor to make them feel like the character so that they can do their work and make everybody else believe it. Um, if deep fakes is what it takes. I mean, cause I tell you what, I mean, you know, with all of you, when you first saw, no, you didn't see his face. You just see the green saber come in and then you see the glove. And then it's <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, you're losing your mind. And when you mm-hmm. finally see the door opens, you're just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's, it was, that was an amazing moment on yeah. that season. Um, and I know a lot of people complained about the digital work, you, you know, but it's like, I mean, it's a Skywalker. Yeah, I know. I think that you were going to see that again. I certainly didn't complain. <laughs> like, that's awesome. You know, and if, you know, I don't know, if, if, if you were really bugged about it, maybe you just weren't paying attention or just, you know, you weren't, I don't know. You weren't that big of a fan. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's, it's, there was just, it was just so much about that moment, you know? And I just remember, I just, I was like starting to get emotional and, and it was just, I just, I was just hoping and thinking, I was like, you know what? There are about a seven other million people around this world right now. <laughs> all feeling the same way I am. So right. I was like, all right, I feel good. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> you know? And that's, you know, that's a big secret to keep, you know, uh, that and the, the, uh, you know, the, um, child, you know, the, the child, the reveal mm-hmm. of, uh, of the child. Um, God, you guys are good at keeping secrets, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's that NDA that Disney throws out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't imagine Scary. what that looks like. Scary. <laughs> yeah. No. Hearing, hearing Mark Hamill talk about Huh? I was going to say, hearing Mark Hamill talk about that NDA back in the day was was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, you know, when, when we were on that with the first season, you know, we all knew going into it, like, how how important this was going to be, you know, because um, this was this, you know, we'd, see, we'd seen the movies, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, 79 and, you know, whether you're happy with them or not, um, you know, reading these scripts and you know living in this world and seeing the volume and how we're going to do it this is like okay we're this is a new chapter of star wars it's a new chapter of how projects are going to be made it's a new you know it's so this is kind of like flagship um pretty humbling and honoring to be a part of it and it uh and you know and 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 just living out part of that childhood dream of it's like oh i wish i could have been there when they did star wars you know i wish i was old enough (laughs) 
Um, but, you know, we got that chance. Um, and I think we, you know, all the team did such a great job. You know, we're all pretty, you know, very proud of it. That's one of the, one of the projects I'm, I'm really proud of is, is you know, working on the Mallorian um, in Book of Boba. It's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's bucket list. And, you know, that's just one of yeah. those things. Absolutely. So with that said, I was going to ask, um, now that you said that that's been like one of your favorite projects and kind of seeing that, you know, come to life when you did finally see, you know, Ahsoka come to life and after being in the makeup chair for hours and then kicking butt, what, what was that like for you? Seeing that um, come to life. It's actually, it's pretty nerve wracking um, <laughs> because I'm sure, you know, yeah. Well, initially, you know, you're, you're doing what you can do in collaboration, you know, with the costume department, uh, like with, with this one in particular, uh, uh, legacy effects built her headdress and, and the headband. We did build a forehead for her and, you know, it's, you know, coming up with what's going to make her color, you know, yeah. right. Um, cause you could go a lot of ways and a lot of bad ways with that. Um, and, and cosplay, you know, it could just go to a place where it, it feels that way. And then, you know, people get less invested. Uh, but yeah, nerve wracking, you know, I mean, but like, luckily we have, you know, we, we have the producers and the creative team that are very particular, you know, uh, you know, for Filoni, it's her, it's his baby, you know, I mean, this yeah. is, you, you know, like, and that was something that I was really lucky to have the team. We were also lucky to have him there to be like, Hey, ask a question, you know, it's like, you're the one with the knowledge. Um, and he, you know, he, both, both of them gave us like really good guidance towards what they wanted to see, what they wanted, um, you know, to, to feel. And he's just like, ah, you know, maybe I don't know how you're going to get there, but you're going to get there. You know, we need you to get to this place. And um, so then it's up to us just to keep trying, you know, try different, every little thing. Um, and, you know, it, hopefully, hopefully you get there, you know. <laughs> I mean, we do a lot of tests. I mean, we did yeah. a lot of tests. We did a lot of different versions of, you know, the stripes, um, and uh, and that's just what it takes, you know, to get it goes kind of back to that practice makes perfect. And having 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 Filoni on set, you know, uh, must add to the uh, to the nerve wracking feeling too, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. um, no. No, actually, it was a little bit more comforting, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. because, yeah. because you could just be like, okay, I'm not sure about, hey, and then you could get an answer, you know, or it's just, oh, okay, cool. so that's true. There was, there yeah. that. um, you got the best reference book right there. Yeah. I mean, it was huge. And they, they were, uh, and everybody's, you know, very, I mean, everybody wants it to succeed. Everybody wants yeah. it to look good. So, you know, there's never really, there, there wasn't a hard time. You know, and it's like, you can't figure it out. Why? You know, no, it was like, well, that's, you know, let's try this. Or, you know, if I had apprehensions about, you know, a place where I was, uh, where Bobo Fett wanted to go, it was like, oh, what if we went into this way? Because that might look, you know, too scary or too Halloween or, you know. Right. You know, it's conversations could be had. You uh, you mentioned some about her, uh, Ahsoka's design. And there was a question in the chat. You know, there were some uh stylistic differences between how she appeared on screen and how she was in the cartoon were those more on the design aspect or were those a practicality issue or how did that um, all of the above um the ahsoka was funny because that uh the one of the producers came up to me you know and, the, and he was like have you ever gone to you know like googled the episode name you know like the, the next day after it aired and I'm like, no. And he goes, you should, you know, just to see what the fans are saying. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I can't, no. He said it like right when Ahsoka's episode was gonna air, and so so I did, you know, and, and you know, thinking, okay, here's another raking through the coals, um, but luckily, I mean, there was it was all favorable. Um, I did have one person direct message me into into Instagram. That was just like you fucked up the tails. You fucked up the tails. <laughs> all wrong. And I was like, um, I was waiting for him to bring that up because I know that was a big deal. It was, but you know what? Um, this person I said, I said, well, I said, 
we made them according to how the producers and Filoni wanted. Um, he sat there with the digital artist up at Legacy Effects and designed them with it, with a lot of uh, constraints and restraints in mind. You know, you can't put comfortably, you know, 20 pounds, 30 pounds of foam latex on somebody's head. Right. Uh, digitally, it would have been really expensive for all of her, you know, the fighting and the, you know, to track all of that. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and for the fighting we, that they, I know that there was like a shortening of them because of that in mind, a lot of spinning, a lot of spinning kicks, a lot of stuff that, you know, they didn't want to uh, hurt anybody. They didn't want to, you know, hurt the stunt people. They didn't want to hurt any, anybody. So uh, there was a lot of considerations to be considered. Um, and I kind of explained it to this person. He was like, okay, cool. Thanks for taking the time. I'm going to go back to the group and tell everybody. <laughs> and like, okay. That's good. That's good. See, we Star Wars fans can be reasonable. They can. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. So quickly. I mean, you know, it was, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, we all, you know, you look and you just kind of like, yeah. And I remember the question was asked even by, you know, within the crew. It's just like, wow, but what about the, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> But logistically, there are things that, you know, especially when you're dealing in the, in the practical world, limitations, you know, right. it's sure. then you get someone, you know, like beautiful Rosario walking in and she's like, OK, now check out that long skinny neck and we're going to put all that up there, and, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things to consider and not just, you know, completely what's going to make the fans happy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, that, that process, those decisions, um, it is, you know, it is a balance. Yeah. Um, but, um, so yeah, jump on everybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question, um, with, you know, seeing Ahsoka come to life and all that you've been in this business for a really long time. So now my question is, does it still amaze you even now when you see things coming together? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that I was, I was a part of it. No, it, it was, it, it is when you look over and you see someone mm -hmm. like Favreau or Filoni uh, smiling, um, you know, cause you know, we're, we're there to, you know, work for them and we, and we do the best job that we can. And when they're, when they're happy and you just kind of see them <laughs> you know, doing that, you're like, okay, then you can, I, then I relax a little bit, um, a little bit. But then I can see like, oh, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. It's got to be better. That's got to be better. That's got to be better. Uh, and the trick to her, I think, uh, was uh, in in keeping her from cosplay was uh, was, the, was the tone tone of the um, her uh, the base makeup, making sure that I had to keep I wanted to keep it very sheer. So when you look, you can actually like see Rosario's like moles and, and freckles and, and stuff coming through. Uh, and I think that's, that was key for me just to see so that it looked like skin and it didn't just look like a thick makeup. It didn't look like another version of like, Oh, look, a tall Loompa Loompa. Um, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of places that it could have gone. Sure. And um, it, uh, to me, that was going to be the key element. Yeah. She definitely did not look like an Oompa Loompa. I can tell you that no, right no. now. She, you know what? Yeah, gorgeous. She looks beautiful. Yeah, she does. We had I a wanted... fantastic question from the chat from uh, Megan. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you talked about Filoni's and Favreau's reaction. What was, uh, do you remember Rosario's first reactions when she saw herself in the makeup? Uh, happy dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Good. Then, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny because like a lot of the actors, there's always like a moment when it shifts for them you know um I, well one character that i caught a little bit of slack for, kind of crap for was like uh benedict cumberbatch doing con um you know i was working uh, for david anderson he designed the makeup um and I mean, it's just layers of, of stuff and the way that we colored his face and the way that we you know we actually added in eyebrows you know singular eyebrow hairs to kind of like make his eyebrows look a little bit different but there was like this this one shade of tone that i kind of I would spray into his eye, you know, into his eye sockets and then his cheekbones, and it would just kind of define some shapes. And then you can just see him look in the mirror and he'd just be like, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> that was his moment. Um, and, and for Rosario, it was just kind of like, 
and put the head tails on and he just kind of clicked it on and she was just like and then she would get up and do her happy dance and you know <laughs> um yeah it was it's, yeah, well, it's such a big deal for the actor it really helps him get into character yeah you know and, and this was one too that she you know she didn't she didn't take like lightly you know she knew that it was important and mm -hmm. um and i think she brought it she brought it crazy oh yeah absolutely well, well we got a I don't know oh. if you're allowed to say this, but we do have a question. Uh, what is your favorite brand of base makeup? <laughs> My favorite band of brand of base makeup. Uh, you know what? Uh, Ahsoka's base makeup brand is uh, Ben Nye. Um, uh, but the Ben Nye line has been around forever. And, you know, they've got a good line and, and they've uh, reformulated their stuff recently to work with HD uh, mm. better. And, um, and that's but you know it was a combination of a couple of colors caramel and burnt orange uh and in proportion to create very sheer money we, we put it on very light uh and then it, it you know that that's what created the base tone um Kathy we did before the one that worked <laughs> i mean she it, she she glowed it was, under the camera um and in the volume it actually just to digress for a second the volume the lighting that that it projects um does weird things to color sometimes mm -hmm. so you could do it in the chair and it would look great you'd walk her out into the volume and it'd be like mm -hmm. it would just be a vibrating glow uh so then you have to kind of adjust um but uh Actually, Armani. I, I use the Armani line a lot, too. Um, I like that. Cool. Excellent. You know, you mentioned the thing about, uh, you know, the makeup looking different on camera. There's a, an old story um, from back in the day when they were painting um, the green girl from the original Star Trek series. Mm -hmm. And they were doing some camera tests and they would do the test and they would send the film out to get processed and they brought it back and she looked normal. <laughs> skin tone and everything yeah so the makeup artist came back and redid a couple of things made some adjustments filmed it brought it back to the uh the processor came back she looked fine like what the hell's going on and i guess there was no communication between the processor and the makeup people um the the film processors were color correcting for green skin and making her regular they didn't realize yeah. oh it's actually green um, <laughs> are are there any are there any other makeup uh stories like that that happened to you guys other than uh the uh, ahsoka and the uh... um mithril was like that mithril was actually the first um makeup that we shot on the volume and same thing we we had painted them up, we had the artwork, and we're like, yeah, we got it. John Rosengrant from Legacy was there. They built the makeup um, for the show, and you know, myself and Alexi Dimitri applied it, and we're like, we're happy, we're great. You know, we're all walking out all proud. Uh, and then you kind of step past this curtain to where the volume's at with those lights, and we're just like, kind of smiling, and you just see like these people staring at him like, <laughs> and and you kind of look and, you, and, and he he went like some you know something at the bottom of the Laurentian trench uh, just vibrating blue and and we were like oh and, and, and all you hear, hear is we can't have that we can't, you know we can't, can't do so then you take him in and you know then you start adjusting the colors and and we learned that day just that everything goes past the volume you know you do something take it in there how does it look oh wow and make sure that everybody sees it you know so that we can you know everyone gets a moment to you know comment or um you know check it off interesting interesting wow so uh <laughs> you obviously have to work on a team you've mentioned uh having to work on various teams and things like that obviously everything that has to do with production only works if you work together as a team, even something like this, like our podcast wouldn't work together if, you know, we couldn't do it. So how, how has it been, how long have you actually been with your team uh, or has, or is it just always constantly changing? It's, you know what, uh, it's, it's always in flux. Mm. Um, you know, people, people come and go, people want to, you know, you know, go off and ex experience their own ride. Um, so, uh, but 
you know, the, the core group that we I've worked with from, you know, Book of Boba going back to say the X-Men, uh, you know, would have been you know, a good core group of, you know, some people that, you know, that's what, like nine years. Um, wow. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's a long time. And so, uh, and it's good because then you can kind of, like for me, I could know everybody's strengths. I knew, sure. you know, you know, weaknesses or, and, or like, you know, okay, this person is going to be good for that. They're going to be good to work with that person because they're going to balance each other out and, you know, uh, move things, you know, ahead efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, like a shorthand. It, yeah. it, it really is, you know, uh, and again, I, I, I like the word efficient lately because it's yeah, not fast. You know, you can work slowly and efficiently and it'll just be done. You know, it'd still be quicker than moving fast and inefficiently. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, 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 that long a time you get to experience everybody so that you can cre- create, you know, sub teams and or, oh, I need this now for this. You're going to be the perfect person to sculpt that or, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that. Absolutely. Well, we've uh, this uh, this has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I'll ever need to know uh, the the best base makeup there is uh, out there, but uh, you've given <laughs> some, some of fantastic... our some of us in our chat but would like to you, know. You never know. Uh, yeah. But is there any uh, as we close up here? Is there any other advice that uh, you would give to somebody who's thinking about getting into uh, the business, or somebody who just wants to? take their game to the next level? What, what would you tell them? Um, I guess, you know, I, the biggest tool you could have in your toolbox is self-edit. Um, know that even though you feel it's good, it's not. Um, <laughs> even though you feel it's good, it can always be better. Uh, and, and and work with that in mind, I think. Uh, I don't think I've done even even on like makeups you know, like Mystique, we never did that makeup the same way twice. Mm. You know, it's just like, okay, we did that. Let's do this tomorrow. Because if we do this piece before that piece, then, you know, we can cut off 30 seconds or a minute or whatever it's going to be, you know, or combine these and, you know, we can move faster. Let's do that instead of that. And it'll build the makeup in a way that it'll be stronger. Um, You know, I mean, you just got to always be thinking, I think, I feel, um, you know, it's kind of like that. There's that YouTube Will Smith thing, you know, where he's talking about, you know, they're prettier people than me. They're, you know, they're more talented, but it's just like, but I'm going to be the hardest working person in the room, you know, like don't stop, you know, it's, it's, which is different than don't give up. It's just don't stop. Don't stop thinking about how to make this better, how to make yourself better. Um, because this industry is, you know, because of digital, um, it's, it's whittles, it whittles down. You know, there used to be a lot of shops. There aren't so much anymore. And so you have like a few uh, shops that get a lot of the work and they're the ones who are doing all the hiring. Mm. So um, be aware of that and be aware that the t- competition is going to be stiff. Uh, I, go, I speak at some of the makeup schools sometimes and I, and I always like to look at the owners when I say this piece, you know, and it's, it's you know, I have all the students. It's like, look around the room, you know, look around the room right now because... You know, these, these are not your friends. This is your competition, <laughs> you know, uh, they're your competition. And if you're not better than those people next to you, then you're not going to get the job. Um, people's hiring and, uh, you can, you know, work hard. You can definitely make friends and be, be a great team, you know, do that, build that, but know that, you know, you have to work hard, you know, it's just not going to be handed to you and make your teachers work for you. You know, don't just pat you on the head and just go like, oh, that's great. And it's like, no, it's not. Right. <laughs> it's the first time you've ever sculpted. It's not great. It's, no. You know, it, it's teachers make them be better, you know, make them scrape it off and start it again. It'll be better. And push yourself. Yeah. Push yourself. Don't just be like, I got, I got this hour to do this thing. And then I'm going to go, you know, play Call of Duty or I'm going to go, you know, I don't know, <laughs> down, get a boba. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah great advice 
Brian, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Scarif Live. This has been a phenomenal conversation. Appreciate your time, your expertise, you. and uh, your your discussion. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, thank you. I know, I know you. This has been a long time coming, and I appreciate you. Uh, you know, prodding me and you know, poking me to get on. I think what uh, was it? I, I think it was toward the end of uh, season one of Mando that I contacted you originally, yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited back then. I know you had a lot on your plate, um, so I I let you breathe. Yeah, and then I started yeah. bugging you after <laughs> after you. Book of Boba. <laughs> yes, yeah. But again, thank you so much. Like I said, I'm you know we're we're all really excited and appreciative of your time. Uh, we had been excited to to talk to you for for a long time, obviously. But uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having me on. Appreciate and last it. and like I said last week, we had Dominic Pace on. We're really good friends. He's come here to Chicago, and uh, you know we we've hung out with him this summer. We are having another get together. We we like to call it ScarifCon. It's our fourth annual kind of fan get together. Um, he comes every year. We hang out. We eat pizza. Uh, we drink. Um, and open invite. That's the important part. Yeah, and open invite to you, my friend. If you're in Chicago, July 23rd, uh, we will uh, absolutely uh, have you as our guest. We'll hang out and uh, we'll uh, have some drinks and a slice on on us. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Guys, thank you very much again for joining us tonight. This was been uh, this has been a really great discussion. Uh, any uh, last thoughts for Mr. Sipe? Shanti, mm. Brad, did you do my makeup? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to be? I don't know. I have I do have a lot of patience. I love Halloween. So, yeah, <laughs> I actually nah, do you know, what? it's funny. I get that question a lot. It's like, what do you do what for do Halloween? Do? I do nothing. It's like my day of rest. Yeah, like, it's like I you do. don't have to work. Don't work, right? No. I, I, yeah. In the drawer, I have a red clown nose that clips on, and, and that's, <laughs> I, I really do. I mean, it's, it's like I, it's that's too. Do funny. we know who asked that question about the uh, makeup base? Yes, uh, she is a makeup person, um, and her name is Danny Comics okay. and Cosmetics. Okay, well, Danny, get a hold of me. Oh, very nice. Do you hear that? Yeah. Very nice. And uh, how can she get a hold of you? Uh, you can go through my Instagram, uh, Brian Site Makeup, and uh, yeah, that might be the best place to go. Sure, awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And uh, Shanti and Brad, this is Ro on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Brad, you, it's been a really long time since you were uh, here to take us out. So why don't you take us out, brother? There's not enough makeup for this face, and that's the Scuttlebutt. <laughs> Excellent. Take care, everybody. Bye.